Hi, and welcome to Bones Cast, a podcast where we are watching and discussing Fox's hit TV show, Bones. I'm Ella. And I'm Niara. And today we're discussing season nine, episode 18, The Carrot and the Kudzu. Um, this is the one where when a children's TV show actor is found dead, the Jeffersonian team goes behind the scenes to uncover who murdered everyone's favorite character, Carrot Bill. Um, but we are also today joined by... My cousin, Georgia Dover. Woo! Hello! Hi, guys! Thank you for joining us. Georgia is a Bones watcher and an expert in all things horticulture and biology, so she's going to lend some knowledge well, I today. wouldn't say expert, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my all. <laughs> How did you first start watching Bones? Um, did you watch? You know, I, was lis- I was listening to you guys' first episode and when you guys were talking about when you first watched Bones, and... I was thinking about it, and I think it might have been a similar situation where it was with my family, or it was just, you know, like you're flipping through TV, back when people flip through TV, mm-hmm. and uh, Bones is on, and you watch Bones. Yeah, that's how most people watch Bones. That yeah. Your family is very similar to my family in the sense, like, you guys are definitely flip through the TV people. Yes, so. we still have a cable plan. I don't know why, but we still get cable. <laughs> we do, too. We don't use it, but it's just there. And, uh, Georgia, do you want to talk a little bit about, like, what your background in biology and stuff is? Sure. So I am a rising senior at Elon University, and I'm a biology major, and um, I am interested in all things biology, specifically with plants, which is why I'm excited to talk about today's episode. Um, I am an avid gardener, and... um, yeah, I'm just here to talk about the biology, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's what we we have a lot to get through with the kudzu. There's some real kudzu like slander happening. Yeah, in we're Honestly, gonna we're gonna make kudzu a slang. Be like, that's so kudzu. Like, it's hey, broad, that's you know? good. Kudzu. That's that's yeah. almost better than basketball, but not it's quite. It's definitely good. better than basketball. Ella <laughs> uses basketball instead of cool. Um, which has more syllables and is just generally not yeah, as good. Yeah, but it really, like, sounds good. Like, hey, you coming? Yeah, I am coming. Oh, basketball, I'll see you there. I think okay, but great. now it sounds like the party has something to do with basketball. No, but oh. we both know about the party in this situation, and we know if basketball is involved. It almost never is. I don't do any basketball in my life. <laughs> so Georgia probably knows from listening to our first episode that we play a, a, a game sometimes involving guessing what was the highest grossing movie at the box office. I have been and, super excited about this game. I did not look ahead because I did not yeah. want to cheat, oh, good. but How, I am super excited about it. Okay, good, because I really kind of feel like everyone hates this game but me, but that's okay because <laughs> I am in, like, still force people to play it. Um, so we're going to start- It's your podcast. We're just here. I've, I've decided that it'll be more fun if we start by just trying to guess what the top grossing movie of 2014 was. So this aired March 24th, 2014. So whole year, whole year 2014, what do you guys think was the top grossing movie? 
Oh, let me think back. 2014. What was I doing in 2014? Were the Hunger Games movies still coming out in 2014? Yes. My my hint is that Hunger Games 1 came out in 2012. Hunger Games <laughs> Mockingjay. Yeah, I want to go with that too. No, 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 because it's totally a Marvel movie. Is it? That might be. I feel like it's it's Captain America Winter Soldier. Am I correct? You guys are both really close because Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 is number two. It made $313 million. Uh, I guess that's domestic. And then Captain America is number three at $259 million. But I'll say the number one is a Marvel movie. Is it an Avengers? Not Iron Man 3. No. No, I know. Thor. No, No. I'm just guessing now. (laughs) Wait, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, I forget that's Marvel. That's hilarious yeah. because I recently, like two weeks ago, I watched all of the Marvel movies in order. Whoa. Oh, I didn't know there was really an order. I thought they were all just kind of, I shows how much I know. I'm not really a Marvel person. Well, the thing is, there I never understood what was going on because <laughs> the order in which the Marvel movies aired did not align with the chronological sequence of events so like when i was watching and then there were like a few that i had never seen so when i was watching endgame you know the culmination of this whole series i had no idea what the heck was going on so i watched it from the beginning you guys i never saw endgame i know it was like the meme of the like several years with the whole thanos (laughs) thing but it was i just quietly I, think I, I just can... quietly sat to myself thinking, hmm, this would be really funny if I knew what it, they were talking about. <laughs> it's not, no, that's incorrect. None of it was that funny, even if you know everything about Thanos. Okay, well, I don't uh, feel bad easy, about it. Easy jokes, low-hanging Thanos fruit. Thanos jokes are really, I, I don't think I've ever even so much as smiled at a Thanos joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even a forceful exhalation? Maybe like a... Uh, breathing out my nose a little harder than usual, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. At a really quality Twitter joke about Thanos. Um, so you guys did really well on that. Like, you guys got two These in the later seasons. The yeah, later seasons are going to be way easier. Yeah. 2005 I can remember like 2014. 2005, 2005 I, I wasn't watching that's anything. That's when my memory was... stops. It's 2014. Everything... Everything uh, pre-2005. Before. You remember before it or after? No, it? no, I'm saying I don't, I don't. Oh, okay, okay. That's when your whole memory starts. Um, yeah. Okay, so do you guys want to try to guess the 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 uh, release for the top grossing uh, movie for March 21st through the 27th? This is a new release this week, so this is a March release. Um, so you can maybe as a hint, you can count out something that might be released usually in the summer or at Christmas. And I'll say it's a it's a YA adaption. Adaptation. Not an The Fault in Our Stars. Nope, good guess. Shares a star, shares a shares a lead act actor or actress. 
Oh, it does divergent. It have Miles Teller in it? Yep, oh. divergent. Correct. See, this uh, is my also- wheelhouse. Now I'm really getting into it because <laughs> 2005 can, yeah. 2005 uh, can go suck an egg because also opening at yeah. number four new this week is god's not dead which i had no idea <gasps> did so well i forgot about that and movie. it opened at number four okay so divergent opened in 3900 theaters right open number one god's not dead opened at number four in 780 theaters like um, i feel like the ratio there is wild no it's not and i'll tell movie. you why it's Christian. so niche yeah first yeah. of all it's not even niche if you're targeting like one of the largest religions i was gonna say like that's like saying a, a movie for men is niche <laughs> like that's <laughs> almost most of the country <laughs> yeah Although yeah they, they say that all the time with female-led movies that it's a that's niche true. like female-led movie or not yeah female-led, but if it's for females they're like it's niche meanwhile it's like whatever what is it 54 percent of the country or something um, I don't know. Everyone go fill out your census. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Did Do I need to do it? I feel like my mom included me. <laughs> no, yeah. Our parents definitely included us. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually was question. chosen, like, for college students, they'll randomly choose one dorm, and everyone in that one oh. dorm has to fill out the census, and my building mm. was chosen but the day that we were supposed to do it and have this meeting with the local census person to figure it all out was the day that they announced that our school was closing because of covid so this is really a, i can't tell if this is a great year to do the census because everyone's home and has nothing to do or if it's a horrible year i'm hoping yeah, that it's a great this year person but like logically a large portion of the people who filled out the census are now dead that's true I'm hoping that because the census has a lot to do with how much money goes toward social assistance and so many people need social assistance right now. That that'll be good. Yeah, I'm hoping that that'll be a motivator. They'll allocate more than they... Yeah. I heard a radio ad. I heard a radio ad that was explaining, you know, if you don't fill out the census, then we can't make sure that everyone gets what they need and it doesn't matter your documentation status they just need to know basic numbers mm-hmm. um which i thought i thought that was good because i'm gonna be honest with you i did not know yeah. anything about the census i thought it was literally just to see how many of us there are um do you guys want to guess what was hap- what was uh the biggest movie on the billboard charts this week this biggest week? song yeah. in 2014 march 2014 yeah March This is from a film. From a film. Is it an oh. artist that is still relevant today? Yeah, they're not like a recording artist, uh, but they are still relevant. This film had a sequel. Oh. Recently. Recent. It's oh. not happy by Pharrell, by the way. Ew. Too soon. <laughs> okay, so it's from an animated film. I'm just gonna keep giving because is it from the movie Trolls? When did that come out? No, that came out in twenty. I guess that no, that came out. Remember, because we I made you listen to that the you summer did. after we graduated high school. So much, <laughs> like so much. So that must have been twenty sixteen. Okay, that so movie like true. that song slaps. So I've actually I don't think I've ever seen Trolls, but can't stop the feeling is an amazing song. 
Um, it did not good enough to get me to see trolls, though, clearly. Oh, never. <laughs> Although, okay. across the street from my apartment here in New York for a long time, not now, but is the trolls experience? Why oh. are you? I did think you I think figured it... out what the song is. Oh, what is it? Is it Let It Go? Yes. Mm, Let It Go. God. <laughs> I have some beef with that song. <laughs> What's your Let beef? Just, just that you're you. sick of hearing it. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about what I was doing in 2014, the summer of 2014, I was a camp counselor and oh, that song no! was my camper's favorite song. And I can just let you know that I listened to that multiple times a day. Oh, gosh. That I was not imagine. a good time to be a camp counselor. I'm sure. You know no, what? It That's was not. so true about like thinking back on my days at camp, like all those songs that I listened to so much, but like so many of them, probably the counselors, like, just oh, yeah, absolutely hated. You yeah. have this awakening as a counselor, like, being a camper, you're like, oh, I love these songs when I was a camper, but I feel bad for my counselors back then. Wow, clearly 2014 made a big impression on me. I can't believe that I remembered any of that. I was like, what was I really into in the spring of my sophomore year of high school? Well, because you don't my really mom have and I- much else to do. That's like, true. Except for consume pop culture. That's yeah. true. Uh, that's the that's the year that I started watching Game of Thrones. Really? Wow, you yeah. were way ahead of me. Why didn't you make me watch Game of Thrones? We weren't friends. I was in trying March to get you to Ella. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but also I think I had totally a vague true. knowledge of who you were. Yeah, we went to a small school, and I for some yeah, I and probably had a way better knowledge of who you were. But well anyway i'm not gonna dispute that i'm just when that was not in my favor okay um so let's let's start talking about this episode this episode is crazy this is it's so goofy such a bizarre episode (laughs) i'm gonna rank it on some one of the my least favorite episodes like i I know that's harsh but it's definitely one of my for character development for the quote-unquote science that goes on which i'm gonna go into with you guys um yeah i i agree with you it's it's a confusing episode it's really like feels like like i feel like later one of the things i don't like as much about late bones later bones is that like so many of the episodes just feel like they were like really on autopilot when they wrote them and this is totally one of them i mean i like they got it really they got an episode order that was just too high. They didn't need to make more than 18 episodes in this season. And that's why we got this episode. Well, there might be some good ones after this. I imagine that there Yeah, but they had to know. fluff it out. Yeah, and that's it's why true. they wrote and some, this ridiculous Some episode. shows are good at flu- like fluffing out their seasons. Like some shows like I really like that they have 22 episodes because I think that they're good enough at writing to like fill out the spaces but this is just like like they I really think it's just because like a- every plot is so bizarre yeah yeah but also me, it just feels like they were about to go on vacation thing. or something yeah and they're just for me know. one of the things i like about bones is that they have for most episodes not this one they have a good balance between like character development and the cases that they have so it's like you're yeah. invested in the murder but you're also invested in the the characters but this one i feel like it was a little bit bad less on both on fronts yeah that's I mean, what i yeah. don't like about the later seasons is that you know once bones and booth get together 
their whole push and pull was the driving force of the show for me. And so when they're together, they have to find other tensions to run the whole personal B plot. And yeah, it's like watching Married with Children, but with yeah, murder. but also there's murder. <laughs> My favorite is when they're in the kitchen. This happens in every single episode. They're in the kitchen and they both get calls. Yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's like you know they live together. Just, just yeah, one call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I call can tell bones. Phone. I can tell bones that this is where we need to go. Um, I feel like sometimes they make something interesting out of it and have like an actual conflict about like something that they're trying to decide as parents this one was just like so deeply boring mm-hmm. and i don't know oh, one of the other so manufactured really, one of the things i was really upset about in this episode is that i think sweets really got the short end of the stick and like sweets just had nothing to do like there were like so, two scenes where i literally wrote like why is sweets even in this scene yeah i think what they're doing now is if y'all realize you know kind of jumping ahead spoiler alert sweets is about to die yeah and i think they're phasing him out and bringing aubrey in but they're not doing it very gracefully yeah i agree and uh i think that's a weird strategy because like actually i feel like a lot of tv shows would do the opposite and they would start making you really like sweets so that his Mm -hmm. death was worse like that's what they always did on game of thrones was if you started to really like a character you'd be like yeah they're about to die don't get Uh, too close but not sweets sweets they're just like oh well we don't have to write for him anymore because he's not gonna be here they did have the thing about daisy being pregnant but yeah that's that's the other thing is when you have to write in people's pregnancies it's always a little bit awkward totally true well, am i wrong or is that what happened with uh emily de chanel yeah that's yeah. right yeah. Oh, that's they a good wrote point both of they totally season yeah yeah and th- i mean i wouldn't the only thing that's really upsetting about that is that it's so like it makes the the uh like booth bones for some reason they decided like if she's gonna be pregnant it has to be booths and so they just like threw it together in one episode right they could have done a little bit more character development with that yeah that's why they still have all their conflicts while she's pregnant because they're trying to stretch back out what they had to smush together yeah Yeah. um so and this episode is the result of that (laughs) So basically, if Emily Deschanel had just waited a little bit longer to have her first kid about the TV show before her child, I well, maybe honestly she- <laughs> disrespectful of her to not think about my needs. Yeah. Bones all of this first, family planning. everything else second, obviously. <laughs> um, so basically, the, the personal premise of this episode, the personal like through line is that they are throwing a birthday party for Christine and like. There's something really weird about the conflict of it, which is that just like Booth and Bones have different ideas about what would be fun. and Which is the one place where Sweets comes in and he's like, oh, well, if we're going to psychoanalyze both of them, like for Booth, this was the only time that uh, he was happy with his father was during his birthday parties. And then, you know, obviously Brennan doesn't really see the importance because she never had one. Um being the daughter of a fugitive so there was some nice they did build sweets in, in a little bit there but i didn't yeah, really I mean, understand they, they, why she couldn't have had 
birthday celebrations. I understand that you don't want to draw attention to yourself and throw these large extravagant birthday parties for your kid because you're a bank robber on the lam. But that didn't make any sense. Your kid, your kid doesn't know how to celebrate a birthday. Like I, I would think that if anything, it would be like her wedding where she has this like secret fantasy of what a perfect mm-hmm. birthday party would be like. And right, she would want exactly. to throw that for her daughter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially since there's no evidence that as a small child, she was socially awkward and therefore wouldn't have been attending other birthday parties. Right. Right. That's a good point. Also the whole line about, Oh, we couldn't have a birthday party for you because it would have drawn attention to us was just like, what? Like, I feel like the person I think that's who wrote just a that cop out a, for he's a, a f- bad dad. Yeah, maybe he's yeah, excusing like, didn't himself. Yeah, like, did they know? Maybe he's People excusing himself. People knew that they existed. <laughs> um, I like the psychoanalysis there, but it was kind of, like, it was also so clunkily written. And, like, Bones is not, like, you know, some sort of high-class drama. Like, we understand that. But, like, sometimes it's more subtle than others. And, like, when Sweets was, like, when Booth was saying, like, oh, I can't believe he never threw her a birthday party. Like, even my drunk dad was sober on my birthday. I was like, oh, that's, you know, because that was the only day his dad was sober. Sweet. Yeah. And then Sweets was like, oh, because it was the only day your dad was sober. And I was like, we could get there. We didn't need that. <laughs> we got there on our own. Um, but so, and then also, well, Brennan wants a bouncy house. Or does Bone? No, Booth wants a bouncy house, which I think yeah, is Yeah, and Brennan's idea. like, well, you know how many kids get dislocated shoulders or something like and she that. Wants okay, well, to she'll come fix tell- it. She, she knows how. To- <laughs> she wants someone to come tell stories about, like, I don't know, uh, yeah, educational, educational and poignant stories. Yeah. Which is yeah. the kind of thing that leads to, like, when Marabella had a panic attack after learning what climate change was and Big Little Lies. I feel like that's what they would lead <gasps> yes. to. Yes. Oh, they, poor they would little like, Amabella. Okay. Yeah. Amabella, not Marabella, sorry. Um, yeah, and then also Booth wants to get a one-man band. And I wanted to bring up our own local one-man band, Georgia. Do you remember Billy Jonas? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I must have blocked that out. Because you blocked it out? Oh, That so sounds nice. awful. <laughs> I have to say, I think the number one reason... I dislike this episode is because of the three minutes of one man band <laughs> absurdity at the end. And I'm being totally serious. I thought that was kind of cute with the tag. It was cute too. It was really ridiculous. Away and so he's like, he's it's like, very sweet. The percussion. But it really upsets me. Like the concept of having to operate all of those <laughs> different instruments on your body and walking around, like it just. It well, you don't have me to out. do it. A one-man band does it. That's why you hire them. I stress yeah, the idea of it's not your even dad a one-man doing band. That. He's an FBI agent. <laughs> how did he learn how to operate it? He yeah, just, he was weirdly in sync with the happy birthday song. No, he was doing it yeah, all he, episode. He picked it up quickly. Remember all episode where he would be like, one-man band, and then he would be like, and he would like kind of do a little version yeah. of it like i feel like it was his secret dream to be a one-man his band. secret so passion i guess yeah. so yeah but there's okay. this guy well, let's get into the nitty-gritty well th- i was just gonna give a shout out to Ooh. billy jonas i was really sad that georgia doesn't remember who he was but he was like i remember some- him 
he literally was just like someone he, he would perform at like the hop and stuff but also at like the orange peel and he would just have like a bunch of buckets and stuff yeah and he, he, would, like, he used like found objects to, to make music it's coming back to me wait do you know billy jonas Nora? yes oh he so he's came- not maybe he's not as local as i thought no, he is local because I know him from Asheville school. But you know what? Oh, okay. What I'll say for Billy Jonas is that when I was a kid, I thought he invented the round of applause. Oh. Like doing the, this the thing. The round. Oh, yeah. Where you like put if you clap in a circle. In a circle. Yeah. So clever. The first time I heard that, I was like, oh, you got me. Ha ha ha. Round. Did, he, did Billy Jonas invent that? No. No. Oh, okay. Ella. No, I mean, I know the phrase round of applause, but, like, the doing it in a circle? No. He definitely didn't. No, someone's dad did, like, 200 years ago, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a dad joke. Hey, it might have been a dad named Billy Jonas. It could have been. Indeed. Um, So, let's get into, or do we want to really quickly go through the other person, the the C-plot, which is Clark's gosh forsaken book? (laughs) Oh, my God. What a train Okay, first of all, first of all. Clark this is like is a, a completely <laughs> Clark is a completely different character in season yes. like, like like remember Clark at the beginning was like I only do work why are you guys talking about your life he was this like hilarious like curmudgeon and then what happened wall, like you guys never do work at work and you have a really important job right he was like an audience mm-hmm. surrogate where it was like we need yeah. an HR department up in here exactly and now and then he wrote a book and now he's changed yeah, he well the thing is also once he became Dr. Edison, he sort of relaxed and the, you know, Angela was always trying to get him to talk about his personal life and then he did. But then all of a sudden he he's the one who has all of these distracting work things even though he's the head of his own department now. So confusing. Yeah. I don't get he- why his book is so bad. He doesn't seem like the type of person to ask his coworkers to read his horrible manuscript, book. Yeah, which I totally buy. I don't know why they wanted to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I just his like it book, because he goes on to be successful. His book <laughs> and is they called hate his Mur- book. His book is called "Murder Made Me Do It." Wait, okay, I'm gonna read. Did I'm murder read make a line. you do the murder? Like, I don't understand. Murder made me murder. Murder, <laughs> murder made me a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Here, let me read a line. Okay, I can't wait. Death had never looked as dead as the death now in front of them. All life drained, only death covering the dead. Ah, uh, and then this Angela is a man says, who works at the Jeffersonian Institute. Yeah, I think how did I think he maybe get somebody into college died. with those editing skills? Also, McDonald's farm was nestled in a glen perfect for the final days of an old man. I think an old man died on Old McDonald's farm. Yeah, yeah, oh. Wow. <laughs> well, I wanted this plot also, like, even though it's absurd on its premise, like, I wanted it to do more with it. Like, it still could have been kind of fun. Like, I wanted it, first of all, I was waiting for them to be, like, bashing his book and for him to walk in the room. Yes, Never that happened. whole scene. Yeah. No, but, it, but it, he, I thought he was going to come in and be like, are you guys like basically overhear them bashing his book and then they were gonna have to apologize and i feel like even Make that whole thing. i would have preferred that than what they yeah actually me did. too because after then, a while it's like oh we get it his book sucks and also i feel like i kind of wanted it to be like that episode of 30 rock where liz thinks that 
mo- the role juror is a horrible movie and then everyone else thinks it's like amazing. everyone like, like genuinely wa- likes it i wanted like um hodgins to be like oh this sucks this sucks and then for angela and cam to be like what are you talking about like we loved no, it no i loved like, that it that would have been interesting that would have been fun. yeah i also i also i recently watched rewatched 30 walk i forgot how to talk i recently <laughs> rewatched 30 rock and i couldn't tell if my zoom was broken or if you were broken <laughs> No, it was my um my talking mechanism was malfunctioning. Um, there's an episode in Thirty Rock where they kind of spoof um children's television by having Jenna date a member of the Woggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so this also gives me Thirty Rock vibes with this vegetables. But so TV show you're totally Veggie Tales. Veg yeah. to Bills doesn't make any sense because it's like a local program. So like does that exist like in DC like that there's like a local DC children's program? Maybe that does. Maybe like I mean, you know, television. there's local TV. It's like PBS. They give you a little yeah. time slot for local TV. Yeah, maybe. This was such a terrifying show. I was watching like when they first did that first musical number, I was like this would have traumatized me as a child. Yeah. And, like the 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 fries are like eating each other and oh horrible um so it's like you think that would traumatize you but we watched teletubbies that's true and it did traumatize me i was afraid of vacuum cleaners for years because of teletubbies (laughs) yeah that crazy one that looked like an elephant but it was a vacuum cleaner Mm -hmm. i used to be baby in the sun i used to be afraid of danny phantom that what? show scared the crap out of me. Not Danny himself, but that oh, show. I was like, Danny Phantom was cute. What are you talking about? No, yeah, Danny Phantom was fine. He was the hero, but like, um, just all the ghosts. All I was afraid of suspense. Stuff. Period. Yeah, if and anything like, was remotely music. suspenseful, I I couldn't handle it. Harry Potter I, two off limits. I lost my mind during oh. Finding Nemo. I had to leave the movie Elf. Wait, Elf? I didn't oh. finish Elf <laughs> until a few years ago. What was scary about Elf? I didn't like that he went into the girl's bathroom. <laughs> okay. That's valid. And I didn't <laughs> like that he was not normal and everyone knew he was not normal except for him. <laughs> Which is like the whole comedy of the That's whole movie. That's not suspense, though. That's like a different it's, category that we need to talk I don't, about. Okay, well, to this day, I don't like what I call shenanigans movies. Which is where the characters <laughs> just do dumb things for the I whole like movie, and it that's causes what, problems. That's what Princess Diaries two, of which we've talked about extensively on this podcast, is a shenanigans movie, like hands down. Okay, There's but she's so like a relatable shenanigans. shenanigans type. You like shenanigans character. that you would also create. Yeah, they're normal. Okay. It's not like the type of shenanigans where. You send a Christmas You're secretly you a human adult who was raised by <laughs> elves. And like you're like the. I don't like movies where why didn't you just talk to each other instead of starting this hilarious turn of events. No, he did. That he, just spirals what, he, out of control. He straight up said, I'm your son. No, I know. It's not about elf anymore. It's just about <laughs> movies. Shenanigans okay. movies. Anyways, 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 anyways. Anyways. I'm very glad that Georgia is here because we need to talk about Ella this and I don't kudzu. know. Ella and I don't know anything about science. I'm speaking for you, but we don't know about science. No, no, no I don't. I haven't and so taken a science when I think class about bones, since my senior year of high school. I took a science class this past semester, but it was the chemistry of fibers and dyes, and it was 
like oh, that sounds how so to tie that. And I love science. Oh my god. Yeah, you that know what? So it wasn't great. It was literally about the chemistry of fiber arts and why certain dyes stick to certain fibers. I mean, that might be interesting for fibers. like one class, but yeah. like a whole semester. Good lord. Yeah. It, yeah. It was the type of thing where the labs were fun, but the reading was just like yeah. I had to know the the molecular structure of different types of fibers like cotton versus silk that's useful it really wasn't (laughs) and we didn't even get to do the tie-dye lab i the thing about it is i don't know anything about kudzu except for the fact that whatever's happening in this episode is incorrect it's just not true it just cannot be possible georgia lay lay it on us a little let me lay it down for you all right so First thing that's said in this episode about kudzu, Hodgins says that it grows about a foot a day. This fact is true. What? It is true. That's insane. It does grow about 0.3 meters a day, which is a foot. How are we Um, not all covered in kudzu? Listen, give it a couple years, we will be. Have you driven down I-40? I haven't gotten my uh, driver's license. Oh, right. But I do have a permit now. That's an update. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yes, kudzu everywhere. This feels um, like a class wow. one emergency. Yeah, it I is, know. honestly. All it, hands if on deck. If you ask me, I would say that invasive plants in North Carolina, North America, that's a big issue. Um, so, so it does grow about a foot a day. Um, but no, the kudzu would not feed off the tissue. It does not have a mouth. This was important uh, to not, me. I wanted to know if kudzu yeah. was going to, A, get to it's us, not, and B, eat us alive. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. It, um, I mean, we all learn about how plants get nutrients. nutrients. It's right, yeah, you know, tissue. the whole photosynthesis thing and yeah. not, not eating. Yeah, so Except it doesn't... Except for, like, Venus flytraps. Yes, and even that's just dissolving it. Oh. Fun fact. That's kind um, of a bummer. So, it also would not move and grow as drastically as it was displayed in this episode. So that whole thing where they're trying to remove the remains on t- in time for, you know, it's like growing in the bones and everything. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen right before your eyes. That was plants so move. silly. Yeah, that plants you... move, but they don't move that quickly. And then also they just like, I guess, left the kudzu because they cut back to the lab later in the episode and the kudzu was like everywhere. Yeah, I mean, weird. they better get it out of there because it's going to take over the lab at the rate it was growing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah by the end um, of the week, it should have been busting yeah, out the of the windows. Yeah, the Jeffersonian would be gone. Um, so it's largely an invasive species in North America. It's native to China and Japan. It's a woody, fast-growing vine. And um, the whole... Um, time of death thing that Hodgins was talking about was accurate to some extent. If you did measure the growth around the remains, you would be able to see uh, how long they had been there. But I think that an interesting fact to point out would be that I think he said it was either six or nine days that the remains were in the kudzu. Where were the, where was the clothes? I didn't see any clothes on the victim. They wouldn't have decomposed. Yeah, that's a good point. That is so true. That is so true. I also liked in that moment, Cam said six days. Hodgins said, no, Cam said at least six days. Hodgins said nine, and they said, let's call it eight. 
which I thought was yeah, a little imprecise. I was which like, you guys are the best lab works. in the country. Like, figure out the actual day. Yeah. If anything, that represents how crimes are actually solved in this country, which is yeah. Meh. Yeah. Close enough. Georgia. Georgia should talk a little bit about like what the actual resources for crime investigation are. Yeah. So the whole Jeffersonian lab that is not something that is everywhere by any means you might have a nice high-powered microscope um and you know some pretty mediocre tools to run dna but that's about the surface level equipment wise that the average crime lab has Um, so it's pretty realistic that the only reason they were able to solve so many crimes in santa barbara on psych is because they employed a fake psychic Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely 100% what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, it's really amazing that any <laughs> crimes get solved because we are just really stretched thin with our resources, mm. especially in smaller cities. I mean, yeah. Another a lot reason of times, to fill out to be the fair, census. Like, right, right. To be fair, Bones does sort of like pretend that these are crimes of a different caliber because the FBI is involved, but they really give up on like justifying at all. Why the FBI is involved like this, this one, like why is the FBI involved? Right. Right. There yeah, are a lot just of episodes of the like that. I feel like it used to be like at the early days, they would cross lines into Maryland or whatever. And it'd be like, Oh, the FBI. But now yeah, they yeah. just like totally gave up on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like this sort of push and pull at the beginning or in some episodes between cam and bones where it's how decomposed is the body but i feel like that push and pull would never need to happen because Mm -hmm. theoretically only a body that doesn't have any tissue left would be the body that the jeffersonian is needed for right right yeah the uh this episode is honestly not even the worst about, you know, pseudoscience. I think for the most part, they did a pretty good job. But the whole thing about the kudzu eating, and they said it several times that the kudzu was literally eating the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was just wildly inaccurate. And a lot of the assumptions they made um, about the kudzu growth itself, like they said that it was growing into the bone. And they were doing that just by looking at it. And you wouldn't be able to see that without looking under a microscope. So sometimes the the preliminary uh, assumptions that Bones makes about the victim, like assessing their sex and uh, race, mm-hmm. um, they can be a little jump the gun. Whereas I think a real uh, forensic anthropologist wouldn't be able to tell some of that stuff right away. But it is a TV show, guys. <laughs> well i also feel like there would just be like some uncertainty sometimes like i feel like they've established that bones can never not know anything and so like having right. her be like well i can't determine that like really puts a damper on things right but maybe just don't say anything yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and also a big part so much of the premise is that like when we were like watching the pilot for instance like a whole thing is that like oh this person can like basically do magic and figure out so much about the victim and so like if sometimes she couldn't be sure about things then i guess like 
would the FBI even want her as badly as they do or whatever, but I don't know. It's yeah. Some weird stuff. Yeah, I always feel like, I don't know, making assumptions on the, the gender and race and age of the victim, they could very easily just take a tissue sample and see who it is. By don't DNA. Yeah. Necessarily be guessing. Yes, by DNA. Yeah, I also, um, Ashley, my friend Ashley from our last episode who was talking to us about propaganda, she also, when she st- first started watching the show, made the point that estimating sex and race from skeletal features kind of veers into eugenics and mm-hmm. the concept that there is a hierarchy of skeletal form in terms of right race and therefore that like all black people have i mean obviously people of different races have different features and that's valid right um but there is a legacy of using skull shape to determine intelligence or right and, humanity. and the unfortunate fact in that is that there are a lot of, sh- I would say, shameful, but also scientific discoveries that did actually come out of eugenics. And one of those being that, that there are certain features mm-hmm. that um, people of Asian descent or, or African descent or, you know, whatever, have different features that are discernible in remains like that. Um but as far as sex, that yeah. you can pretty you can be pretty spot on with um, uh, hip structure uh, to determine male or female. But yeah, I I would say that is that is uh, walking a thin line between eugenics. That's an interesting way to think about it. Also, something to think about if you know a lot of times a person might have that feature, but they might not actually be of that ethnicity. Uh, so interesting. Oh, just to think between about. like yeah. bone porosity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I was reading on one forum because there is one forum I follow on Reddit about. Um, they just talks about all the pseudoscience and bones, and there was one that was talking about how they identified one uh, victim by their um, their occipital. Oh, I can't remember the word for it, but they're basically their eye holes and they were saying that they were Asian when that's not actually a scientific way of, of showing someone's ethnicity. Yeah. No, especially yes. since having almond shaped eyes or having a monolid has nothing to mm-hmm. do with your, your, <laughs> your skull. Right. Yeah. Right. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having one, having one, like a single eyelid versus, I don't know what it's called. Like there's a monolid I know is used yeah, to describe the eye shape of people of Asian descent, uh-huh. but I don't know what the other one is. But uh, your skin flaps on your over your eyeballs, that's mm-hmm. not skeletal. Yeah, what's, what does that have to do with? No. And that yeah. would be like yeah. an interesting, like there's all sorts of ways in which bones and cam are always like pushing and pulling and like, Never for, like, reasons that seem legitimate. That actually seems like a legitimate thing. Like, it would be kind of interesting to have an episode mm-hmm. where Bones, like, can't determine something. And she has mm-hmm. to, like, turn to someone with a different expertise. Because, like, 
right. don't know. That would it's kind of a missed opportunity. So I guess we should yeah. say like the the case this week is that there's a weird like live action Veggie Tale show where the carrot, but the previous carrot <laughs> character <laughs> was killed and put in some kudzu. And the suspects are his brother, his brother's wife, his like weird Twitter stalker, which I it freaked me out so much. Like, are there people who like are weird fans of children's shows? That was hard for me to get my head around. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. If it was like a different kind of show. But I, now that I'm thinking about it, it was like, really maybe a stretch. I don't know. I also but I think I don't think, have a kid. You know, I, I don't have children and I don't have like a lifelong struggle with trying to lose weight and eat healthy i from the clips of the vegetable the vegetables that we see in the episode i'm not totally (laughs) sure that it's realistic that watching this children's show where grown men prance around in vegetable costumes i'm not sure that that would make or break your efforts to eat healthy but well the, the vegetables were very phallic-like, on. so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and they Maybe did make a point of saying that in the episode. They said it that so he many was getting, times. Uh, if, getting if, a lot if you of didn't mom notice. tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done research, though, on the parasocial relationships that people form with public figures and mm-hmm. the idea that a celebrity or a character is not just a persona, but someone you're intimately involved with. Um, and the idea that, you know, she's a Twitter stalker only emphasizes this point because social media gives us Weird such access. a close, yeah, such close, seemingly personal you know, mm-hmm. Twitter is very right, casual. and this was it this was just in like... 2014, so yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it's probably gotten worse. Exactly. I liked how they found her tweets, which she totally posted on her like her own name and picture, right? And then she was like, "You know how it is, like you're anonymous on Twitter or whatever." That also bugged me so much. I was like, "Okay, your Twitter handle is definitely your name. Yeah, like your, yeah. your pictures are on this. Like, your photoshopped if- pictures are on there." Come it on, was Deborah. such a like a, a a like dad writers room full of dads wrote this episode about Twitter and like this is what came out of it like that whole interrogation scene where she was talking about she was like oh, I guess I'm kind of a Twitter freak like no one has ever said that in their entire lives. Um, it was, yeah, that no was one would weird. admit to being a Twitter freak, and if yeah, anyone would admit to like it, it would be Ella. <laughs> why? I feel like because Ella, Twitter you love some Twitter. I know, I know. Yeah, but, but you love I'm you a love normal some Twitter. Twitter per- <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess you're not a Twitter freak, but you do love some Twitter. <laughs> Catch me on Twitter, everyone. Twitter at Ella Duran ninety eight. Um, In case you weren't already following her, shameless yeah, plug. I don't think they are. Yeah, that's the thing about Deborah's whole deal. You know, single woman just trying to trying to figure it out and accidentally kills the man she's stalking slash think she's in love with yeah i (laughs) you know i feel like almost the writer's room came up with scenarios that they really wanted to make 
happen. And they put them all into a hat, and then they just pulled all of these out. Oh, yeah. One man. Booth oh, does a one-man band. Yeah. Make-believe children show. Killing someone by surprise. That's the best way to uh, write a TV show, actually. You just also, put a bunch I just of have a question for hat. you guys. Yes. I do have a question for you guys. Was So how old was Christine turning in this episode? Seven, Five. I think. <laughs> Okay. I think well, she wouldn't they... six. Let's call it six. Let's do a cam and a hundred and call it six. <laughs> wouldn't they have already had this argument about previous birthday parties? That's a good yeah. question. That's a really like, good point. Why is it I think, now? I think like, she's this is her first because birthday? I think there's a thing about. I think there's a whole thing about how this is the first birthday that she'll really remember, and that's oh, why okay. it's such a big deal to them. Because, because I mean, true. obviously, like, you can have a birthday party for a two-year-old, but that's really for the parents. But you could also have it whenever. Like, that's what I'm excited about when I have a two-year-old is that, like, they're not going to remember it. So I could just, I could do it in, like, a totally different month if that's more confusing. Like, what are they going to know? <laughs> like, this, is your this schedule going to be so busy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> your whole month really is booked. <laughs> yeah, if it's easier to do it in July rather than, say, June, they're not going to know the difference, and that's fine. But not when they're five, and that's when you got to get a one-man band. Everyone knows it. <laughs> and make it be the yep. father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's well, why, also, that's I when would... the dad has to rent a one-man band uniform. Yeah. Save costs on the man, just the band. Who's just going to sleep on a bench anyway. I was shocked that Booth put his mouth on that harmonica. I that also <laughs> had a, I think it's just like the corona paranoia that I have right now, but I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I would not put my mouth on that. No. Yeah. Not even yeah. in the non-COVID times would I do that. Weird to watch a... It's weird to watch television, especially, you know, parties, there's kids. Yeah. Like, wash your hands. I'm, 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 I'm curious to see what um like tv looks like if people ever try to uh, like address the coronavirus like i like i feel like I've there was a two what i've watched two coronavirus episodes which you know, one like... did you watch all rise no what is that oh it's like a it's a show on cbs that they made a they made a whole episode of all rise from their home from home and everyone so, just recorded um, themselves. For the record, Ella, I have never watched a CBS show. <laughs> Ella watches. Ella talks about CBS all the time. Ella watches Castle? Question mark. Castle on ABC. And I don't watch much Castle. Okay. I was actually sorry. Telling, Castle someone, and The Good Wife are the same to me. Someone, but no, that's so weird. They're so different. I think they're just shows about middle-aged women. Castle is like way more like bones than it is like the good wife. Castle is like almost is. exactly bones. But not okay, the good That's on me. Bones. That's that's my bad. Um But no, so I did watch Mythic Quest. Okay, but that's an animated show, right? No. Oh, is that the one with Christian Miliotti in it with the No It's like about so, a game. Yes. It doesn't have Kristen Milioti in it? No. No, I don't know no, why I thought that. No, not at all. But I'll tell you what. Okay, so I'm actually pulling up Apple TV. Um, this is an ad for Apple TV. Download it. This it's is also an ad for month. CBS despite Niara's slander. Apple TV, please pay me now. 
I thought that Bones was on CBS for a while. No, it was on Fox. Bones was on Fox. Why did I? Although think it that? does well, seem kind of give CBS-ish. me some popular CBS shows. Uh, that's the thing is i couldn't tell you a popular cbs show no the one of the most popular tv shows in the entire history of tv is a a show that i viciously dislike and b is on cbs it is the big bang theory what is what is oh yeah oh oh, yeah yeah george's family likes the the big bang theory yeah i watch it because my family enjoys it so much and it's like i don't want to be the one person that's like oh i don't want to watch this because that's like no i don't want yeah so mythic <sighs> quest is um rob McElhenney's show on this apple is why TV. i haven't seen it um and it's not a it's a major departure well it's a major departure from always sunny it's not like always sunny at all which i think is why he did it um i read this whole article about how sunny. he was yeah i read this whole article about how he was like you know i started the, that show 15 years ago i was a different person people are different is it's not over yet sunny even over yeah. no it's still going so it's, it's not over going. so you know Mythic someone Quest, needs to kill I'm it not their George target is upset audience. About it. <laughs> i'm definitely not a, their target audience at all it's a show about the operations at a like video game company um yeah so they did a quarantine episode where they all filmed from home and it was you know about I mean, obviously, there were some in-jokes about their work dynamic, but it was also kind of poignant and sad about, you know, people who are quarantining alone and dealing with that and having to put on a brave face for work Zoom chats and all that. I liked the All Rise one for that same reason, which was it was just like there was so much chutzpah involved in them having done it that I was just like kind of inspired by it. It's so amazing. I liked it so much more than like the Parks and Rec one, which... I, I didn't even finish the weird. Parks and Rec one. It was like it a was weird so... thing, and I feel like Parks well, and Rec just is so so much, and I didn't even realize it until I watched that episode. But it was just so much a show from a different time in our all of our lives, not yeah. COVID, but just like pre-Trump, pre in general. And it just felt like weird. It felt weird that they were explaining why so many married people were in different rooms of their house. It was just like yeah, it didn't have it a also... story. It could it could have really could have used like a an actual story. Um, other yeah. than just like calling each other in a chain yeah well that's the thing is that this you know the mythic quest special had a story like an episode also yeah is because it it's minutes? a show that's yeah and yeah. it's a show that's still on right when they do all these gimmicky it had... reunions it's it's yeah. stupid and it's fan service and you know that's why I don't oh, but, like when but shows because do reunions. I'm a fan because is the reason I it's like It's just those. fan service. Like if Bones did a reunion, what would they do? Someone oh, big got that. murdered and they had to bring the band back together? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. That brought up something weird inside me, but I the 30 <laughs> Rock one was at least like so oh, uber it. self-aware cuz it it was the 30 Rock Re- whatever special or whatever it was um was also nbc's upfront presentation for the year <laughs> so it was like yeah. a weird nbc ad um and also an ad for peacock it was just like, like a did you know ad. it's peacock now yeah. yeah so that one was like kind of at least it was like there were jokes about how obviously a which it took it me was. the longest time to realize you guys but like it's called peacock because that's their logo yeah <laughs> Yeah. 
Isn't that so stupid of you that I like, realized that? I don't know. I don't know. It's but not I, stupid I of you. It's stupid of NBC. Yeah, that's on NBC, I think. It's stupid of NBC yeah. because it's a great not little everyone. logo. But the Peacock... Like, what what do you watch on Peacock lately? Come on. Like, it, sound I, it feels like it something yet. you're forcing. They should have just made up a word. They, I haven't um, either. I have. I because I know up. the ads will be terrible. You can, well, and they I watched, want me to pay. I watched I'm 30 Rock. Pay. I haven't paid. I watched th- a bunch of episodes of 30 Rock, which, of course, I can watch on Hulu. But I have to, I think, watch uh, Why, Ellie? You have those all on DVD. I mostly, I mostly, I so I when do. I rewatched Thirty Rock just now, I'm looking at my I didn't season see two very of Thirty many Rock ads. on DVD. But I didn't have a DVD. I didn't have a DVD player until recently. But anyway, the point is, is that um, I'm I'm curious what quarantine episodes will look like. That's how we got here. Well, you know what? I I have good news for everyone. What is when it? When Fox inevitably creates their own proprietary digital streaming service, because well, Fox That's Entertainment what all the is networks owned by are Disney, doing. so it'll be on Disney Plus probably. Oh. Well, I think they would still have their own separate because they're not going to have a bunch of Fox TV shows. Like, are there also going to be episodes of MasterChef on well, there alongside Doc Chef, McStuffins? Although that's a good point because they Disney Plus is very weird about, like, not kid-friendly content. But they it's put all of the X-Men movies on there and they put they put a lot of Fox properties over there. But maybe they'll make a, a like a Disney. I feel like, like they would adults. make a subsidiary. Yeah, they a might subsidiary. Do that. Well, the thing is, if they need to make a special to advertise it, I'll I watch bet it. you Bones would be it because Bones is the great equalizer. Of we as we've discussed, it's you the know, only it's show totally that reds and blues all like everyone. Everyone except likes for Criminal Bones. Minds, but fuck Criminal Minds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is officially a podcast that dislikes the show Criminal Minds and also I dislikes like Always Sunny. I, no, I, I like Always Sunny. for the not oh. liking Always Sunny because what the fuck even is Always Sunny? But another thing is, Nora I think Ella it. doesn't like Criminal Minds because uh, it's too scary for her. <laughs> That's not true. It's stupid. That might have been true like five years ago or something. But I have a friend who wants to be a criminal prosecutor and she loves Criminal Minds. And that's all I need to know about criminal minds. Interesting. What's yeah. a criminal prosecutor? Okay, wait. I wanted to it's say literally something. what it sounds like. But that's just a prosecutor. Yeah, no, I a said criminal. Could prosecute lawsuits. They could prosecute. No, a lawsuit. You don't have a prosecutor. You have an attorney. You have a plaintiff's attorney and a respondent's attorney. Right, okay, but Dick you Wolf. also have the prosecutor who <laughs> prosecutes the person. No, the prosecutor is only if you're being prosecuted for a crime by the government. I misspoke. I misspoke. <laughs> I just met prosecutor. I know, but then Georgia defended you and I had to just, I had to fix it. Well, you know what? Um, Georgia's loyal and you're not. <laughs> so, um, okay. One thing I like had an epiphany about in this episode is like, why doesn't Angela just work for the FBI? Because nothing oh she does needs to be in the Jeffersonian. It's like, and also Angela is constantly because doing stuff friends. that I know she needs a subpoena for. She checked <laughs> all those people's credit card records. Well, that's, that's the probably thing. Why she they, doesn't work for the FBI? I love how they just yada yada all of her access. You know, she like tech, hacks into she's the like, mainframe. She's like, every yeah, I ma- she's like, yeah, I minored in computer science in high school, and so but I'm gonna hack. I must also be now. a savant. I mean, to be fair. 
Like, as Austin would like to remind us all, Bill Gates doesn't even have a degree in computer science. So you don't have to be amazing at computer. You don't have to have a degree to be. But like, she's like a savant. And she needs yeah. to work yeah. at these. She needs to work at the FBI because I don't think the Jeffersonian has the authority to like. She grab needs to work at the NSA. Are you kidding? Thing. I'm surprised she well, hasn't been recruited. for the longest time. For like the first couple of seasons, I didn't even know what Angela's job description was. Like she exactly makes artist renderings of the victims. Like, well, that's the thing, and they do. You know that episode where they show how she sort of ends up at the Jeffersonian, and Angela is. <laughs> randomly bones's friend and it's she's a character super- artist who bones yeah she, gets right. to work she went to school for art and then does caricature she does caricatures on the street and then bones pulls a skull out of her bag and is like draw yeah. this person which is the most and upsetting then- thing that bones does in early bones is carries around skulls like and evidence yeah in her bag. And which would somehow, never be allowed how never, never done this so persnickety why does no, you are, my thing is why does Angela know how to construct what a person's facial features look like based from, on their bone structure? I don't that's know. the thing is that yeah you could have a person's bone structure, but just because you have certain racial features doesn't mean that you know you exactly have the eyebrows that she gives you and right. her sketches are always so accurate. Well, and she invented that three D hologram the machine. Yes. Well, well that's, to be yeah. fair, Niara, I know that a lot of art schools like make you take anatomy classes where you actually have to learn about the muscles. But that like, makes I think a lot of sense. I still think you're right that like she does. She, there's not no way she could like accurately get everything just from the bones. But she right. does at least in early bones. She always has like a moment where she like feels the the vibe. And yeah, that, like there's she'll like do a it weird with clay X sometimes. Factor. Yeah, and she'll just yeah. be like, oh, this person was. She was a fighter, and then she'll figure you it out. You know what? This show needed more Angela. I agree. I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. She's the most talented one out of all of them. Well, that's what Ashley was saying The rest of them just last... memorized stuff. Ashley was saying oh, last episode, I'm, like... I'm Team Hodgins, though. Of I course. Like you Hodgins would be Team Hodgins, though. Because he's the botanist and the bug guy. He's the bug and slime guy. Like, he's... I love him. Love you just know so much about soil. I love everyone on this show, actually. I do too. I love Bones, guys. It's almost like you guys should do a podcast about it. <laughs> you know, I love talking about the show. That's a, I love that's Bones. A, yeah. It has problems. Like in this episode, it was weird. It does. But you know so what? You did I make, enjoy this episode? You know, like, yes, I did. And you know what? I've watched this episode multiple times. Yes. You know what I'll say that's about true. this episode, which I thought I was really going to get one over? I was like, for sure this like as soon as i saw the brother and his wife i was like the wife did it that no questions yeah. mm. and they got one over on me the wife didn't do it y'all so well that's props to this episode yeah It'll that's the, the one that's thing, one thing i will did. say better this episode bones in general i think does this better than most crime procedurals because in most crime procedurals like if you watch any if you turn on the tv watch any episode of law and order the actor you recognize, 10 out of 10 is the murderer. Right. Every single time. Okay, Bones well, that's is not that way. And, that's what uh, me and Ella, like, all, in our family, we joke about when we watch Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's always the, the guest star. Murder, it's She Wrote. Always. Yeah. Murder, Every She Wrote. Every single time. A CBS show. 
Oh, okay. All right. I a good CBS I don't, show. I don't hate. Sorry, CBS. I don't even really care that much about CBS. They've produced like several good shows that I like, and then the rest of it is like you make TV for old people. Was but. Firefly on CBS? <laughs> you make no, TV for waiting rooms. Firefly, I believe, oh. was also on Fox, or maybe it was on ABC. Oh. It wasn't on CBS. That's for sure. I think it was on Fox. I think it was on Fox. You know, I still have briefly, not watched Firefly. It's a good one. Someone told me to watch Firefly like eight years ago, and I still haven't. I mean, it'll take you like literally a day in quarantine. You can. Yeah, I know. Where is it available now? Um, I will say the person the person I recognized from this episode was the like network executive. Although I still have questions about like this local network that exists, but like the network executive who got into a fight with him, he plays a character on Veronica Mars, Dick Senior. Of course, Dick Casablancas. Anyway, he you didn't turn out to be the I'm, murderer. I'm going to go ahead and submit a request. Oh, boy. I Are you going to ask people... me to stop mentioning Veronica Mars and The Good Wife? No. So, actually, it's inspired by your mention of Veronica Mars. I've never seen Veronica Mars. Shameful. Nor have I. Shameful admission. So, I good. was thinking, oh, my gosh, we should do a vestigial bones episode for the Veronica About Mars Veronica pilot. Mars? <gasps> yeah, and then I was thinking You've made me so we happy. should have people submit their ideas for other shows Vestigial that they bones. like that they want to hear us. I would love to watch oh chat my gosh. about. You know what I was thinking, Niara, is we could do um and maybe I'll cut this out, like us brainstorming our podcast doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to be a part of it, but um I was thinking because people were talking about like, oh, they're not gonna probably have a lot of T V to air in the fall. Like all the schedules are kinda weird. They're like a bunch of you know, obviously apparently svu is like soldiering on but everyone else can't make their shows and like most of the pilots got moved to mid-season we'll see what happens with that anyway people on twitter were saying like oh networks have years and years of uh busted pilots you could air pilots that never went to series and oh that would be so fun busted pilots are my favorite genre of tv now they're i I will say they're kind of difficult to find i watched a bunch in a class a long time ago and so i don't that would be so fun and they're awesome. like this weird thing. Um, That's so niche. So I, when you said that, it made me think, you know, oh, COVID affected this. What else has COVID affected? It made me think. A friend of mine texted me just before we started um, recording saying that she just realized, oh, my gosh, any show that works with child actors is totally fucked right now. And at first oh, I was like, for sure. why does that yeah. make any difference? These kids are going to be so old by the time they can film again. Yeah. Young Sheldon. It's totally ruined. Young Sheldon. I'm sorry. A disaster. If you're a Disney Channel fan, your show's done. I was going to say, I don't know what's even like happening on the Disney Channel right now, but maybe this is a chance to like start anew. I don't, I was going to do some of the segments, but I feel like they don't. This would never air in 2019 is one of our subject, sub segments that, oh wait it's is it 20 it's not 2019 anymore <laughs> no it isn't but it it, right. it it still stands yeah okay this would never air in nothing would air in 2020 because yeah nothing's airing nothing now. airs um so it this is just like anything we noticed in the episode honestly one in the later ones it's not as weird there aren't as many things i mean i would say like bones is a concept we talked a lot about copaganda last week like i'm sure there'll be a little bit maybe I don't even know. They're still doing, like, Chicago PD and stuff, so who knows. But I didn't notice anything. Everything was pretty PC in here. Yeah. Yeah, I think so for the most part. Maybe the part. Twitter stuff is a little disconnected, but maybe that was just Yeah. Me. I mean, I, I think, think it's just weird. The episode's weird, yeah. but it's not bad. It's just, like... <laughs> this doesn't... This doesn't have anything to do with 
with that. But the last thing I want to say that bugged me about the kudzu was that if you look at the kudzu, it's very obviously fake. It is not a real plant. Um, I don't know why they didn't just go anywhere on the side of the road, just cut up some put- some kudzu and Well, put because it in if there, you're shooting, it- let's say you shoot for a, f- a 14-hour day, and I bet they had to have that kudzu in there at least two days. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to start, like, wilting and be weird, and the continuity is going to be weird. I kind of get why they might have to do that. Yeah, but even the, the fake plant they got doesn't even look like kudzu. So Yeah, I noticed I that, know. too. I was like, do I forget? They really that only- rely... This episode really relies on us never having heard of kudzu. Which, like, oh, is except that just for because... me, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, but even this is I, not gonna slide. even I, like, I don't even know much about plants, but I've seen a lot of kudzu, and I've had to like pull up a lot of kudzu. Is that like not right. in Georgia? Tell me, like, is kudzu not in certain parts of the world, or in parts of the country? Um, it's pretty invasive all over North America, except for the colder climates, like in Canada. But it is a plant that, like, thrives pretty much anywhere. Mm, that's a bummer. Well, I have never heard of it, but that's because I don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's because well, you grew up in New York City up, and then you moved to Cary, Growing North up in Carolina. New York City, I'm going to say growing up in New York City, I did go to a science camp. And I will never forget, one day we went on a tour of Central Park and they pointed out that's all amazing. of the edible plants in Central Park. And they well, kudzu is fun fact actually edible. There are several Asian cultures that grind it up into a uh, a meal like thing, and they they make different pastries and breads out of it. So, oh my gosh. Cool. so when the if you when guys, society collapses, you know, ever, we'll have plenty of yeah. We're, we'll have all this kudzu. I made so. Ella, my roommate from college, who worked in Central Park last summer. I made her do the same thing and show me all the edible plants. Yeah. So I can. There was one that tasted really good. It tasted like lemon. Lemongrass. Was it lemongrass? I feel like it wasn't, though. But you know what? I also learned that root beer is made out of sassafras that day. Never forgot. Yep, it is made out of a root. Root beer. Yep, and then I cannot believe that my parents let me go to Central Park and pull up a bunch of plants out of the ground in a place that is notorious for people finding bodies in every television show ever. And I just ate stuff. No one found this body, which was kind of a bummer. Hmm. You know, usually they have some, like, couple who's arguing. Yeah. You lost the trail, Bill. I told you, Janet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're right. At the beginning of the episode, they kind of just got a call. Yeah, they just, well, they just started with the booth and bones of it all. Um, All right, well, so let's, should we call this a, a gentleman's five out of ten? Sure. It was okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought we. I, I mean, I don't know how y'all usually, how well y'all usually do, but no, I mean like, like for this. the episode. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what's oh, funny? Oh wait, this happened. I thought we were rating ourselves. He was like, "What do you mean rate the episode?" I was like, "The episode that we watched." I'm oh, I see. I thought you meant how we were doing. Yeah, I would say five. No, like I'm not giving you a progress report. <laughs> okay, okay, I thought Peer that review. we were doing a progress report. <laughs> That's too. Um, that's very liberal arts of us. Georgia. I know that's true. God, we it need is. to get it out very, of college. It, bless. It's like, how are we feeling today? Scale of one to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Not a seven. How do you think you? What? This oh, no. episode we for me is get... a solid four. Okay. It's fine. Five or below, I would say. Yeah, I would say I'm yeah. gonna give it a five because I I smiled like seven times. <laughs> yeah. The one thing they got right about the kudzu is that it does grow 
up to a foot that was a the one that i thought for sure you'd debunk first so that freaks me yeah. the hell out that's that's 300 really... feet a day i mean a year yep yeah um yeah anyway all right do deer all the plants like, are, gonna are the animals over. eating it yeah and that's why we're uh, not a lot dying of farmers uh their like first defense against getting rid of kudzu on their land is just to put a bunch of goats and cows out there and they'll eat it um okay so georgia thank you so much for being on yeah thank you for having this me so guys i really enjoyed this do you want to tell where people are you on twitter I am not on Twitter. No, I was in I was in on Twitter in high school, you know, for for mean subtweets. But uh, after that, my my Twitter experience ended. Do you want to? Do you want people to find you on Instagram? Sure. I. What is my Instagram? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is. Yeah, Georgia underscore Dover three. If you want to give me a follow. Wow. Do it's I get points for stuff. knowing your Instagram handle off the top of my head? Yeah, even when I didn't. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, all right. Well, Georgia, we should have you on again. Uh, yeah, so anytime should. you guys want some, maybe some we'll science watch a, debunking. Maybe we'll watch a busted pilot with you. That would be fun. A vestigial Yeah, bone. for sure. That um, would be so fun. So that's our episode for the week. Our episodes drop um, whenever. Sporadically. We're going to work on getting our podcast on Spotify, by the way. Georgia's, that's been Holla. your biggest contribution because she listens to hers Needs on to Spotify. Happen. We should really do that. Um, I but am a big Spotify girl. We so might have one cool. next week and we might have one the week after that. We don't know. If you want to contact us uh, as a podcast, you can get in contact with us at boneskastpod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at boneskastpod. And please, 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 y'all. DM us your favorite episodes. Yeah, tell us t- tell us episodes so you want us to So we can cover. talk about them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a shout out pretty soon when this episode drops, so hopefully you'll get some some more listeners. Yeah. Ooh. We should tweet out people to send us episodes. But yeah, s- send also, us episodes. Also, we should post on Instagram. That's on me. I I always forget we even have an Instagram. Um I do too. So, and then Yara, tell us where you can be found. I can be found at Niara Rain, N-I-A-R-A-R-A-I-N, on Instagram and Twitter. And on Amazon, where she leaves product reviews. That's true. I have left one product review. If you find my product review, I will send you a $5 Amazon gift card. Oh, my gosh. I could totally see Niara giving some kick-ass Amazon reviews. I actually love leaving reviews because I feel like – only on Amazon once, but oh, okay, you do it across. I leave the reviews on other sites because the thing is, I never buy something that doesn't have reviews, and so I feel it is my duty wow, as an online shopper. Wow, this is so the difference between contribute. you and I because I don't, I don't think I've ever read a product review ever, anywhere. Oh, I read the. There's this website I look at, and it's yeah, like the Niara's best product reviews. Mouth is op- open. Like, <laughs> yeah, I should incorporate. Leave us that a review on. Wherever you listen to your podcast, leave yes, us a review do. on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher That's or a good segue, soon to be Spotify. Yara. That was smooth as a silk scarf. Um, Hire was. me, NPR. And then uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ella Duran, E-L-L-A-D-O-R-A-N, and at Ella Duran 98 on Twitter. And I don't leave product reviews, but you can leave one for me if you want. Um, and we will see you guys next week.
every week day, as a camper as a camper i was like oh my it is a manic monday like what? <laughs> <laughs> when did we become friends 2015 i guess yeah friendship backstory i think that, that was... was actually the first time we've ever done it perfectly uh, I was gonna say we off, didn't, but, but okay. oh, okay. we are. Well, that's the nature of Ella it. Ella says it every every time. Ella's like, "Oh wow, that was totally in sync." <laughs> it never is. I feel like you're too like high school is too old for Billy Jonas. I don't know what Ashley School was thinking on that one. I was definitely too old for Billy Jonas, and I think uh, I was fourteen. <laughs> I don't know. Where are they? they? I don't Follow know. Follow Ella, not... you guys. Follow me. I I have um, some decent tweets. 